Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're <clears throat> It's Monday, and we're back in the book of Deuteronomy, and we're finishing up chapter 21, jumping in at verse 22. If a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day, for a hanged man is cursed by God. You shall not defile your land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. Little did probably any any of these folks know that all this would pertain to the Lord Jesus. So if a man commits a crime and punished by punishable by death and he's put to death, that would be stoning to death. After the person is dead, they would take the dead body and hang the dead body on a tree to sort of display um, the, the consequences of sin. And the reason they stoned the person was to purge the evil from their society, from the nation. So we see an emphasis on just how serious sin is to each one of us, how serious sin is to a nation itself. But after that, then they would uh, hang the body on the tree, uh, and uh, because. Uh, but then after that, you've got to bury him that same day, so you don't defile the land. And that's where we get this big concept from Galatians. I think it's chapter three, verse thirteen, that Paul talks about someone who is being hanged on a tree, is cursed. That's where it comes from. Deuteronomy is the most quoted book of the Old Testament in the New Testament by Jesus and Paul. It goes back. We see how importance, the importance of sin is. And Jesus quoted Deuteronomy to the you know, to Satan when he was trying to tempt him. He quoted Deuteronomy to the Sanhedrin when they were asking him stuff. I believe he was quoting Deuteronomy to Pilate. He quotes Deuteronomy. Paul quotes it to us about 
Jesus becomes a cursed person like a criminal stoned and hung on a tree. He was a criminal. He was he took the sin of all of us. And McGee made the point this morning that he said we always talk about Rome uh and all these people responsible for his death, they put him to death. No, we put him to death. All of us were the same in terms of him having to die. So it's not Pilate is so bad and you know Judas betrayed him and the Roman soldiers were, you know, did the dirty work. No, we did the dirty work too. So now we come to verse chapter 22. You sh- this is sort of some rules for, you know, living in a good society, various laws. Chapter 22 verse 1, you shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going you shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going astray and ignore them. You shall take them back to your brother. And if he does not live near you, you shall you do and you do not know who he is, you shall bring it home to your house and it shall stay with you until your brother seeks it. Then you shall restore it to him. Okay? So in other words, if your neighbor loses something, try to get it back to him. Okay? That you're trying to take care of him. Verse 4, you shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen down by the way and ignore them. You shall help him to lift them up again. This is rules for being a good neighbor. This is putting love one another into practice. McGee says, it's down to the nitty gritty. It's how you put caring for one another and one another's possessions into practice. Verse 5, a woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. A man's not supposed to dress like a woman, and a woman's not supposed to dress like a man. Now, McGee says, you know, a lot of people will say, well, we're under grace and not under law. McGee says, you know, it may be old-fashioned, but I still think it's good for a woman to dress like a woman and a man to dress like a man. And obviously, my study Bible says this law likely prohibits the transvestitism. So, the transvestite practices then might have been associated with the pagan temple prostitution kind of activities. So, um, it seeks to uphold and maintain the sanctity of what God has created. So, Verse 6, if you come across a bird's nest in any tree or on the ground with young ones or eggs and the mother sitting on the young or on the eggs, you shall not take the mother with the young. You shall let the mother go, but the young you may take for yourself that it may go well with you and that you may live long. So in other words, it's trying to protect the sanctity of life and respecting creation and and using animals, even the small babies and the birds, um, with some thought. And, um, you know, Jesus made the point, um, I can't remember the the, the, the heading of the verse, but um, 
Jesus is talking about um, if you're worried, don't be anxious about anything because God even, you know, if God has concern for the birds of the air, he's got concern for you. So it shows you God has concerns even with the, the birds in their nests and the little young ones that we have to think about them and take care of them. So, verse 8, when you build a new house, you shall make a parpart parapet for your roof. I think that's like a little fence, that you may not bring the guilt of blood upon your house if anyone should fall from it. In other words, if you're going to build a roof, and their roofs were used like little patios in those days, sometimes um, for various household activities, including sleeping in hot weather, they would just sleep outside in the cool of the evening. But don't build a roof without a little fence around it because somebody could fall off. And now you've got guilt. So, talking about safe building practices here. Verse 9, You shall not sow your vineyard with two kinds of seed, lest the whole yield be forfeited, the crop that you have sown and the yield of the vineyard. Verse 10, You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. Verse 11, You shall not wear cloth. You shall not wear cloth of wool and linen mixed together. Okay, so what are you doing? He's talking about Mixing different kinds of seed, um, it does, it's not going to go well. Mix, uh, mixing <clears throat> different animals as you plow your field. <clears throat> or wearing clothes made of different kinds of material. When you wash it, the material is going to stretch different ways. It's going to rip. When you plow with different animals, it's not gonna, they're not going to work well. This is common sense stuff. But later, they use... Jesus uses this, again, he quotes back to Deuteronomy when he's teaching, um, don't mix uh, wool and linen because it's like mixing sin, what a little bit of sin does to the whole garment, what a little bit of wool might do to the whole linen garment when you wash it, it'll rip apart. So that's what Jesus went back to this to talk about keeping sin out, keeping things pure. Verse 13, if a man takes a wife and goes into her and then hates her and accuses her of misconduct and brings a bad name on her, saying, I took this woman, and when I came near her, I did not find in her evidence of virginity, then the father of the young woman and her mother shall take and bring out the evidence of her virginity to the elders of the city in the gate. Okay? And basically, long story short, if they find evidence that she's not a virgin, then they are going to stone the young woman. Verse 21, they shall bring out the young woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of the city shall stone her to death with stones because she has done an outrageous thing in Israel by whoring in her father's house. So then you shall purge the evil from your midst. Okay, but if they find that she was a virgin and the and the new husband was just not liking her and then he tries to bring some false accusation on her to bring a bad name on her and they find out that she was telling the truth, that she was um, a virgin when she was married and the, 
the fella is lying, then um, he shall not divorce um, his wife in all his days. So the importance of truthfulness, the importance of purging sin from the nation. Verse 22, if a man is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them shall die, the man who lay with a woman and the woman. So you purge the evil from Israel. So um, this is where McGee left off the importance of, of getting adultery out of the, the nation and the importance of betrothal. The betrothal was much more a binding uh uh, than modern engagement, hence the woman is called wife. So even if they're destined to get married, those laws still apply. So we stop here. Uh, how important it is for us to honor God, and and we see from Deuteronomy how none of us can live up to all these things. how important it is for us to depend on Christ. So we'll stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Deuteronomy chapter 21, beginning on verse 22, all the way through... Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 1 through to verse 23. So, Scripture reads, verse 22, If a man has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain overnight on the tree, but you shall surely bury him that day, so that you do not defile the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, for he who is hanged is accursed of God. So we have here a form of capital punishment. And we've been looking at it um, from last week when we began our study in chapter 21. So... This is capital punishment that apparently Israel did not use. And Israel stoned, and here it's hanging. So like we um, talked about in our last study last week, the punishment was to stone somebody to death, those who are deserving of the punishment of the death penalty. When they are found guilty, and then when they are stoned to death, they're hanged there, and the reason for hanging in public on a tree is to show an example to others that they're supposed to be removed before the day ends. So this statement here in verse 22, which reads, If a man is, has committed a sin deserving of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, so after a man has been stoned to death, that's when he's to be hung on a tree. So this applied to criminals of the worst type. So they were put on, a, on display on a tree to let it be seen that they had died for a horrible crime. And this would serve 
as a warning to others in the nation not to commit a similar crime. But they were to be taken down from that tree before nightfall and buried. And the reason for this was that they were accursed of God. And cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, according to scripture. So if we look at um, scripture in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it reads, Christ <clears throat> has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Paul actually picks up this statement in the law. So this means cursed of God is everyone that hangs on a tree. So when he was hanging on a tree, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He was, the Lord Jesus Christ was taking our sins. Cursed of God was his conviction. So he's redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's um on on the cross so man couldn't live up to the law because imagine if we're still under law there'll basically be no one around survived so he the lord jesus christ redeemed us from the curse of sin from the penalty of sin and he's brought our pardon because he's been made a curse for us so he has redeemed us from the curse of the law because we were bruised by the fall of Adam and Eve, cursed by the law, but Christ has redeemed us once and for all. On the cross when he died for us, he took up our sins, you and my sin, and we were the ones actually responsible for putting him on the cross. You know, we may say, oh, he was... Um, put on a Roman cross and then the Jews are the ones that hang him but it's you and me everyone in the world are responsible because we were cursed of God and he took up our sins and died on the cross in order to redeem us so we get to chapter 22 and in chapter 22 we have religious uh, sorry regular sorry we have regulations for domestic and personal relations. So many of the laws given had to do with the nation that Moses actually gave had to do with the nation. Now here Moses oh, now here sorry he moves to you know the nitty-gritty where people live and have their personal relations, the everyday life, you know the law the rules and regulations. So here we have miscellaneous laws concerning Brother relationship, dress, planting seed, marriage, and building codes. Scripture reads at verse 1 of chapter 22. You shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going astray and hide yourself from them. You shall certainly bring them back to your brother. And if your brother is not near you, or if you do not know him, then you shall bring it to your own house and it shall remain with you until your brother seeks it. Then you shall restore it to him. So this here, what we have is actually, you know, what we would term as the good neighbor policy. 
that God had for his people. And this is how they were to actually exhibit it, you know, in a very real way. Dropping down to verse 4, it reads, You shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fall down along the road and hide yourself from them. You shall surely help them lift them up again. So this is something that's actually very wonderful and very nice. And, you know, worth noting as applicable to our lives as well. You know, in today's times, there's so much jealousy where people actually tend to wait for their brothers and sisters' downfall. If someone is doing fine, everyone has something, you know, negative to say. And they just say, oh, hey, you know, one day it shall not be like this. Instead of actually applauding and, you know, giving encouragement and, um, you know, being happy for... um your brother or your sister, but people have got so much jealousy and envy in their hearts and in their lives. So this is what here um, in verse 4, what we actually call being a sole brother, just looking out for one another, looking out for one's brother. Scripture goes on to read verse 5, A woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on a woman's garment for all who do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. So this here that we have is under the law. And today people will question, like, you know, but we are currently not under the law. But you know, if you actually just look up think about it, you know, a woman should wear women's clothes and a man should wear men's clothes. I know these of the whole, you know, liberties and freedoms and um, expressions and, you know, women wanting to be more like men and men wanting to be more like women because there's equality and all. But, you know, we just have to accept it. Men and women were made different. We, were, we are different. And in today's world where, you know, men and women are trying to look and act alike you know men are trying to be like women women are trying to be like men it has only actually caused more problems than any good you know this whole equality which is you know not equality in the whole sense of it why uh women go about seeking you know um equality in society equality and everything yes that's not wrong to want to fight for female equality to men. But it's a situation if women want to actually have um, fight for equality, then we should fight for equality in totality because there are certain things that women cannot do that men can do and there are certain things that men cannot do and women can do. So for me, I just feel, you know, men and women should take their place. A woman is a woman, dress up like a woman, act like a woman, and a man is a man. And he should stick to being a man. So if you look at, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today. People don't want to identify with certain genders. And they say, oh, hey, I am non-binary. It's a whole lot of confusion. But anyway, I'll just leave it there. Verse 6 goes on to read, If a bird's nest happens to be before you along the way, in any tree 
or on the ground with young ones or eggs with the mother sitting on the young or on the eggs. You shall not take the mother with the young. So here, you know, they're talking about protecting the birds. So God's actually concerned for the birds. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, if our Heavenly Father has concern for a bird, you know, he has concern for you and me today. Scripture doesn't read, I'll drop down to verse 8, and it reads, When you build a new house, then you shall make a parapet for your roof, that you may not bring guilt of bloodshed to your household if anyone falls from it. So here we have now, you know, some laws given here that actually you know, have to do with building codes. So if a man actually builds a house and says he doesn't have enough money and to actually put a railing around the step that actually led up to it, to the house that's around the rooftop. So the roof in those days was actually the front porch, the um, patio, the lania, whatever um, one calls it, but just basically like the front porch where, you know, this is where the family actually retired um, from in the evening up on the, that roof. So God says they were to actually protect that and put a railing around that to protect the children from falling and folk at night who actually might <clears throat> misstep and fall. So God had a concern about how one built their home. Why is that so? This is because he wanted the home dedicated to him. And he wanted it to be a safe place to be around. So children should actually be safe today in our homes. So, you know, they grow up and they grow up in the home. And homes should have, you know, metaphorically, a railing around. They should be you know, children should be protected from the things of the world today. The world's an evil place. And <coughs> grooming starts. <coughs> grooming, sorry. Of a child actually starts, begins from the home. Grooming and protection. And that's why parents are there. To actually raise kids the right way in the light of the Lord. So that, you know, when they go out in society, they'll be model citizens. Verse 10 Verse 9, sorry, goes on to read, You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. So don't mix seeds. Um, plant one seed per vineyard, not mixing where you, you plant grapes and then you plant strawberries and that kind of stuff. Verse 9 goes on to read, verse 10, sorry, goes on to read, You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. Oh, why not? You know, an ox is an ox and a donkey is a donkey. They don't go together. They don't work together. They don't walk together. They're two different animals. They are different. And this is also a reason why some people should never get married. You find people get married, one's an ox, one's a donkey. And then they just fail to meet. 
Looking down to verse 11, verse 11 reads, You shall not wear a garment of different sorts, such as wool and linen, mixed together. So these two materials, actually, why can't you do that? They don't go together. I mean, if you wash wool, it shrinks, and linen expands. So how will the garment actually remain? So you shall not mix them together, just like you shall not mix the seeds of the vineyard. <clears throat> and um, just like you shall not use a, an ox or a donkey. Verse 12 goes on to read, You shall make tassels on the four corners of the cloth with which you cover yourself. So this was generally uh, blue on the high priest's garment. So that is that fringe at the bottom of the garment that touches the earth is to have a heavenly color, blue. And, you know, that's when the heavens touch the earth. So a child of God gets really good lessons here. And one should not... So, these different diverse seeds or mixed materials or use an ox and a donkey. One can't go in the clubs. You know, a typical example, one can't go in the clubs and, you know, hang out with unbelievers and drink cocktails with them. That this is how one will actually reach the lost soul. It's not going to work. It won't work. You can't reach people in that way. You know, one can fix with the world and come out of it unscathed. You know, you cannot run with the unsaved in the club and come back unaffected. Scripture goes into verse 13. <clears throat> if any man takes a wife and goes into her and detests her and charges her with shameful conduct and brings a bad name to her and says look at this woman and when I come to her I found she was not a virgin then the father and the mother of the young woman shall take and bring out the evidence of the young woman's virginity to the elders <coughs> to the elders of the city at the gate so here <coughs> Suppose a woman, you know, marries a man who, you know, turns out to be an abuser who detests her and all. Here was a law that actually protected her. But again, suppose the woman was guilty. She shall be actually stoned to death. So the seventh of Romans, in this case, should not be taken as an attempt to say if a woman or a man has a living spouse, they are not to actually marry. We're not above law. <clears throat> and then one's not actually stating it scripturally because that passage of scripture, under the law, they wouldn't actually be alive. They would be dead. They would be stoned to death. So our Lord made it clear that the only one ground for divorce, and that was for adultery, and today, and that was the only ground for divorce. And today, they are not stoned to death, but they are still um, guilty. And that's, you know, that's the scripture ground for divorce. 
adultery. So this was God's arrangement for his people in that day. And they had a God-given morality in that day. Not a new morality. They just had one morality. The God-given one. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.